Welcome back to Strictly Footy, lads. It's been a while since we've done one of these, but we've got another season preview slash season review. I've got a Dragons fan next to me. Tom's still away. Uh, how we doing, mate? Good, mate. Yourself? Yeah. Been a good week. Uh, spent most of it in the Gold Coast. Uh, I'm going up there on Sunday. Oh, mate, they've been ripped by storms. Yeah, like, when I was there, traffic like no traffic lights were working. There's trees Did all over the up? road. No, I drove. So I'm doing the same. Oh, mate, it's terrible. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. It's terrible. Hopefully, they've cleaned it up a little bit. But uh, here to talk about the Dragons today, we may as well kick it off with your opinion, seeing as you're the Dragons fan yourself. How, how do we feel about their season last year? Oh, well, you know, I think... I'd be lying to, to say that I was, you know, pleased with it, let's be fair. Um, I don't think any fan wants their team to come second last. Um, yeah, you know, it. we did, especially at the beginning of last season, we had some good things going, like there was some promise. Um, another pre-season last season of, you know, off-field rubbish that we had to deal with and that didn't help us. Um, and then that obviously you could see it in our performances translated it into how we played. Um, yeah, first five, six weeks we were looking good. Well, first three weeks we were at the top of the table. And then after that we'd lost, what, four or five in a row. Yep. And then we basically just, we lost it from there. And, um, then, yeah, we just sort of accepted defeat, um, and, like, you could even, just looking at some of the players' faces going onto the field at the beginning of the game, you knew, you knew that they knew they were going to get beaten. So it's like, you've already lost before you've gotten onto the field. And it's like, as a, as a spectator and a fan, you look at that and you think, like, what's the point of me supporting a club that doesn't even think they're going to win before they even walk onto the field, let alone when they're actually playing? So, I don't know. It, it's, the, the culture is at the Dragons, especially... Especially last season, but for the past couple of seasons, is something that has really needed to switch up. Um, and from what I've heard, it's going reasonably well this preseason with Shane Flanagan coming in and whatever. So, yeah, I'm I'm sort I'm looking forward to see how the first couple of weeks go and see if there's actually something to look forward to, or if it's just going to be another long season for us like it has been for the past thirteen years. But um, yeah, you know, we'll just we'll have to wait and see how it all goes, I guess. Yeah, I think there was two main off-field problems. Obviously, there was heaps of like little things, but I think the two main things were obviously the Anthony Griffin situation and then uh, to go with that, the Ben Hunt situation. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll start off with uh, Coach Anthony Griffin yeah. being fired. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I, th- I, think it was, I think it was desperately needed. Do I think that it should have been done prior to the beginning of the season? Yes. I think he was on the outer for months prior to that season starting. Um, did they handle it well? Like, did the club handle it well? No. Um, have they handled it well previously with other coaches? No. Have they handled anything well? No. No. Um, no it, it, I do feel bad for him, but at the end of the day... Rugby league is a very performance-based sport, and if you if you're not performing, then it's the it always goes on the coach. And to be fair, it was it was hard for me to watch some Dragons games while he was in charge because it was like it, it, it's like 
you watch a game and you're like, what do you do for that whole week prior to a game? Because it doesn't look like you train. Like it, it doesn't look like you're doing anything new. It's all the same shit, just going up the middle. You're not doing anything special. Where you know you get the top teams like Penrith. Yeah, they do the basics and they do it well. But at least they've got something else to them. They're not just predictable every single play. Whereas the Dragons, they don't do anything. They just run up the middle, go to, go to the fifth tackle, kick it on the full to the fullback. They gain thirty meters and then we're back on the back foot. So. That, that is something the coach should be saying straight away. It's not what you do. This is how you do it. Do it. And he, he, by the looks of it, he just didn't do it. He didn't, he didn't do anything from what, I, from what it seems. But I'll, I'm not a part of the club, so I can't really say that that's a fact. But from the outside looking in, it certainly looked that way. Yeah, uh, I did hear reports. I don't know if this came from the Dragons themselves or you know just other players that... It was more the younger guys that didn't get on with Anthony Griffin. And then the rumours started that the younger boys just didn't like being like pushed hard, that old school kind of coach that just gets into you if you're not training too hard instead of you know being more of like a, not a mate, but more of that kind of relationship. Mm. And yeah, the rumours were that uh, that's why, you know, the Ben Hunts, the Birds, the DeBellins, the kind of old, more old school players kind of liked Griffin, whereas, whereas the others didn't. Yeah, it, uh, he is definitely, um, I, I always like this point when it comes up in an argument about, you know, young players disputing old school coaches because you, you look at coaches like Wayne Bennett, right? He, he is arguably, if not outright, the best coach of all time. And it doesn't really matter who he's able to coach. He does the job. Yep. He, he, he's, he's able to convey whatever he needs to convey to whatever audience it is, whether it's a 19-year-old, a 16-year-old, or a 34-year-old. It's the same message that he has a way of just doing it properly so that everyone is able to understand, not even understand, but just get motivation from to actually do it. Whereas Anthony Griffin is, yes, an old-school coach and he does things a certain way and whatever, but from the stuff that I've been watching... The old school things that he was coaching is not necessary in today's game. He, he, he's, he's trying to always do, you know, slow the play the ball down, all that sort of shit. And then you see, you, you do that, and then we're one of the highest team. We're probably, I think it's the second or third highest team in the comp for conceded penalties in six games. Yep. Because we're, we're getting trained to just hold them in the tackle when the refs are a little bit anal about, you know, the whole holding on and six against and all that sort of rubbish. So, you know, you've got to be able to adapt to the game. And I don't think Anthony Griffin was able to do that properly. He, like you said, he is a very, is an experienced old school coach. But something, the difference between someone like Wayne Bennett and, you know, Craig Bellamy and those sort of play, uh, coaches who have gotten a lot of success in recent times and 30-odd years ago is the fact that they're able to adapt to the game. Yep. And I don't think Anthony Griffin was able to do that properly. Yeah, I think I think that's a very good point. I think regardless of whether the players are responding to him well or not, that's on him. That's his fault for not adapting. And there was actually uh, one of the spokespeople for Penrith, I don't think it was the CEO, but one of the spokespeople for Penrith said that... Um, 
when they got rid of him, it wasn't actually that they were performing badly. It was more that they saw that they had this golden generation of young talent coming through and they just didn't think Griffin was going to be the right coach to well, put them through. But that, And that's fair enough. If, if that was the case and it's obvious that he, for whatever reason, just isn't clicking with the younger yep. side of the group, then if that was the case, then yeah, I've got no problem with the way they released him. But I think the... And it also comes back to the level of responsibility that he had on the way he managed his players in terms of the culture of the club. Yep. I don't think... I don't think... He was very lax about a lot of things. I think, you know, you go back to the days when he was at um, Penrith and Brisbane and, you know these p- clubs that were doing reasonably well under him, you could tell that he was strict, but he knew what was going on. He, he might have been strict, but he was strict because he was getting results and he wants the best for his players. Whereas you, you see in his, what, three-season tenure or whatever it was at the Dragons, that you know he's being strict to a bunch of people that didn't, wasn't brought up either with that style of coaching or that style of play that he's trying to you know put into the group and if you're not gonna I know adapt then yeah you know who I think you can compare that to Cameron Serrato at the moment in a way you just come into the Bulldogs as being all these players that are having fallouts with him and I think that's part of the reason like you, you remember the whole thing about one of the players taking mental health leave and things because he's made to tackle, like wrestle with all the yeah, top like, thirty yeah. or whatever it was. Oh man, like, yeah. So I think you can compare it to that situation in terms of he's come in, just decided right, this is how we're going to do it. This is how we did it. At Penrith. Well, because he saw it at Penrith. Yeah, and he's trying to replicate a Penrith squad that has, well, the best junior system by far in the NRL. Not even close by and far. These guys have been training that way with the same people since they were like 12. Yep. And you're expecting to just offload half the NRL because that's what they've done. They've signed basically anyone they can who's physically capable of playing rugby league um, to join the Bulldogs and then just become a second Penrith. And it's like, it, it doesn't work like that. You haven't been... It take If you're going to do it at that level, at such a high level like Penrith has, you've got to be able to do it for years. You've got to be training the same way for years, perfecting it, perfecting it. You can't just buy players all of a sudden and think, oh yeah, we're going to turn into a premiership winning squad because it's just not the case. Yep. And it's the same thing for us. It's like, yeah, our squad is definitely not the strongest, but you can only do you know, a certain amount of things within what your club gives you capabilities of, you know, people like, you know, we, we do have a lot of reasonably good juniors coming up and I'm looking forward to it, but it, it's, it's not a, the caliber as Penrith and I don't think it ever will be. Penrith just for some reason, just have the ability to just crunch some insanely good players out of, out of nowhere yep. and turn them into premiership winners. And you could argue that, the Penrith system right now, not just junior system, like overall, is the greatest in history. Yeah, of the, the, at, the, at the very least of the salary cap era. Uh, yes, 
the club itself is the domination of the team. I wouldn't say just yet. Okay. As a three Pete though. Well, if you really want to get down to it. That's why I we said want eleven so, in that's a row. That's why I said salary Kabira. <laughs> we want eleven in a row. So, but no. All right. I, I How think... many of the current Penrith Panthers are plumbers? Plumbers. Yeah, part time. Uh, probably a few of them, maybe. Oh, I, don't, I, totally, I, don't I don't think I, I don't so. I don't know them. I don't know their personal lives. I don't know what they get up to in their spare time. But yeah, fair enough. But if anything, that's more of an achievement. The fact that you're not even playing this full time and you've won eleven straight. Oh yeah, that was everyone back in the day. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. It's just old school rugby league. I do. There was, well, there was a thing. I can't remember who put it up. It was on Instagram a couple of weeks ago. I think it was a couple of days after the grand final. So what, <laughs> two months ago. And it was, uh, it was about the 2010 winning Dragons team. And they said, in the NRL era, where does that rank? And I'm like, it's nowhere. And people in the comments were like, oh, it's top, top. Penrith doesn't go anywhere near them and I'm like well that's just not true well taking a singular team is different to taking like a like a, a whole club a prime of a team like th- we're just talking about the 2010 Dragons it was Penrith it's well, 2021 2022 and that's what I'm saying as a club Penrith is at the moment is the greatest in history yeah if we're talking about singular teams then I still don't think they're up there yet I think I, I think they're second if they... To who? Oh, I didn't mean like in all of rugby league history, the Penrith Panthers are the most successful. I meant this current team yeah, compared no, no. to other teams. Yeah. yeah. It, well, because you got to think, you know, nowadays, it, it, it's a completely different game to what it was even 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Right? It's very hard to compare eras. People try to do it well, yeah, very often. Yeah. It's very difficult. And you can't. But what you can, what you can do is... Well, it depends. if you're going back to the 1930s, then it's a bit different. But, you know, if it's within the past 15, 20 years or whenever the NRL era was an actual thing, yep. then you can get some sort of comparison in there somewhere. But, like I said, you know, th- this Penrith team is, well, by far the most dominant. Yep. Well, it, it's not often that you win three premierships in a row, three minor premierships in a row, and just with the amount of ease that they're able to do it, it it's just not that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, they they make it look easy, but it's not. Mm-hmm. You know. So on that front, yes, will will they will they lose a lot of players because of their amount of success and yes. people want their players? Yes. Of course. Yeah. As you've just That's seen what's with, been happening the last three years. Yeah. And you, you can see but, it just But the now best part about their Lord. whole system is they've just got players that keep coming up. Yeah. And that yeah. do a job on low salary. So. Yeah. So, and yes, and they've got all the salary cap in the world because they, they're just bringing juniors in that are getting paid minimum, like minimum pay. So, who have they lost? Crichton now? Kikau? Uh, Abby Coruscant? Well, they will be losing Jerome Luai. Burton, Luai, and they're still and they're, they're still probably favourites to win the comp again. Yeah. Anyway, let's anyway let's get sidetrack conversation. Let's get back to Anthony Griffin. The yeah. other point I wanted to make, and I don't know if it's still like this at the Dragons, and I don't know if I showed you this interview, but he basically came out on a podcast and um, was talking about like his team selections when he was uh, when Paul McGregor was coach of the Dragons. 
Oh, we're we talking about McGregor now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, t- right. I'm telling you a story about McGregor. Oh, yeah. No, I know this. So I don't know whether it's. Yeah. Yeah, they have like a yep. board. Yep. And, and he doesn't have any right as to what. He's happens. like one one out of five of a say as to what the team that's mm-hmm. named on Tuesday is. So he can't even train for anything like that. I don't know if it's the same while Griffin's there. Could have been. Had his own okay thing. All right. That's... Ba- once once Paul McGregor left, and they saw how much of a mass destruction that left the club in, they basically sacked it off because they were like they were like, you know. Our board is probably one of the worst in the NRL. I'll say that now. Yep. But, well, and it backs up in how the club treats people, how they respond to everything. But uh, probably the best thing they've done in the past five years is just letting the head coach do his team selections, do how he wants to do it. Whether it is, at the end of the day, once you do that, it's up to the coach. And yep. if the coach fucks up, sorry for swearing, if it if he screws up, then that's his problem. If then if you bring the board into it and continue what they were doing, you've just left yourself open to a lot of criticism by everyone. Players, yep. coaches, other board members, fans, mm-hmm. instead of you getting out of it completely, letting the coach do it, and if the coach screws up, piss him off. If you put yourself in that situation as a, as the as a board member, you're just you're just opening yourself up to something that you shouldn't really be a part of. Yeah, I think I think that's the set the Tigers have just taken as well. They've got rid of their board, handing Benji the reins instead of just yeah, well controlling everything. But yeah, I, but that's what we need to do. Just wipe the whole lot of them out. And I'm not saying I'm not saying this because you know I don't like them and I want I you know I want their jobs taken as people. But they're just not doing the job. Yeah. Now, you'll know more about this than me. Mm. Is it just the, like, the board as a whole isn't good? Or is it a little bit of uh, St. George versus Illawarra going on? And, like, both... Well... And, like, they disagree with each other. They've based... They they have... It's basically a merged... A completely merged thing now. But, like, are they... It's... Disagreeing with each other? Is that what's going on? Or they're just not cohesive as a whole? From what I've heard, and from because I was doing some work down there for a little bit, just some work experience shit. From what I've seen and heard, just the board as a whole, just individual. Like it's like um, it's the same sort of an it's the same sort of analogy. But it's like, um, would you rather a team of champions or a champion team? Yeah, a champion team. Yeah, right. And that's what we're. Well, we're not even a team of champions. We're just a team, right? <laughs> that that's what our board is, right? They're just they're just there, right? They don't work together, and when they try to work together, they do have problems with each other, like individual people, not yep. the whole thing. Um, and that's and you know, our chairman, poor old Dean Young, uh, Craig Young, sorry, not Dean Young. Um, when he got the sack because of whatever he was doing with his spare time, um, that was sort of the start of us sort of getting it together as a board because it's like our lives are so public, even though they're not on the field, it doesn't take, you know, one photo or one anything can get you out of the club. One bad text message, one, one anything. So as soon as... 
Craig Young got sacked off, they they switched up and were like, all right, let's start doing shit that actually does well for the club other than, you know, trying to turn it into the shithole that it has become for the past five years. Because that's what, it, that's what it's turned into. It, like, it's become a pretty much a joke to see the club fall from where it was to what it is now. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I, I genuinely think the Red V is probably one of the most iconic yep. jerseys in Australia. It is. And the fact that it has now been, what, five, six years since we've made the, even made the finals, let alone even gone for a premiership. That year as well, you were sitting in first quite a while. We, we, was it 2018? Yeah. 2017. 2018. 2018. You're sitting but first. Did you miss finals that year or did you come eighth? No, we came eighth. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to be fair, what was it? Uh, not 2023, 2022. Uh, we finished 10th. One, uh, we knocked Brisbane out of the finals because we beat them in the last game of the season. They were eighth. Oh, yeah. I went to that game with a mate who goes for that Brisbane. Was a colossal choke. <laughs> they were like, what, third for most of the season? And then oh, they yeah. lost like six and then, in a row. And then <laughs> no, it, it wasn't it. They lost Carrigan against the Tigers. They lost to the Tigers. And they went into your game. What did you beat them by? Oh, it was a, it was a mass destruction. It was, it like was 50 or something. Yeah, I know. And then they went into the last... Was it the last week? That was the last week. Oh, okay. The week before that, so in between the Tigers and you, they came up against Melbourne and lost like 56-0. <laughs> so their four and against was in the mud. And then we... It was, I think and it was I think they missed out on four and against. Yeah, that, well, that's how... Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they were 24-0 down at halftime against us. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> and my mate who went for Brisbane was like... I think it was five minutes after halftime. He was like, can we go now? I'm like, mate, I'm loving this. You're sitting oh, yeah. right fucking there, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, about the board, you know, that's, it's what happens. They just need to get their heads out of their asses and just focus on what actually needs to be done for the club and not to help them get some more money in the bank. That's yep. all they need to do. All right. I want to get into Ben Hunt. Here we go. It's another massive topic, uh, for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, a bit went on with him this year. He requested an early release. It's, it's not that hard of a conversation to have. And on top of that, you tried to play him at nine. If he doesn't want to be there, don't have him there. It's 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 really not that hard. And that that is exactly what we've been saying for well, ever ever since he requested a release. Tom and I have go. been here saying, let him go. Yeah, yeah, it might it might not work out short term, but you save a ton of money. Well, it's one point two million dollars. One point two million dollars a season, and just like you can develop some young some young talent. Well, it's not even that. Short, short term, you might you might get the spoon. Fine, whatever. Maybe you wouldn't have. Maybe you'd come 16 still, whatever. But like, at least you're going somewhere. You don't want to keep players that don't want to play well, for the club. And But the thing is, you could also see it in the results. You could see it in the way you played. He didn't want to be there. Why? Especially keep him captain. Like, if, oh. you, if you're going to keep him, take the captaincy off him. I because he does not want to be there. I love it in the press conference. He's like... I don't really want to be here, but, like, I have to be the captain. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no, it's one or the other, mate. And that's the thing. He's going to be a captain again this year. Like, who are you going to make captain? DeBellin. Laurie. You lost all your sponsors because of DeBellin. What, because of his rape case? Yeah. I don't think it was When him. you made him captain that one time, that's when St. George pulled out. You well, made your sponsor. Well, that, that was because we lost by 40 against the Tigers, but still. Um... 
because that was I remember that because I was in Queensland for that game. It was Dragons West Tigers in Cogra. Yep. And he was captain because Ben Hunt was injured or Origin or whatever the fuck it was, and we lost by like twenty something. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but this this just isn't how we're supposed to be playing. It's one player. We have one player out for Origin every year. It we should not be losing against a team that can't barely hold 13 people up on the field for any given time. It's just not fair. Um, but anyway, so, just the next point. Did you ever think moving Ben Hunt to nine was the right move? I was umming and ahhing about it. At first, yes. Because we had... We, we were thinking about our future. Yeah. And we were thinking about... Amon and Sullivan being our long-term halves. So for that, I didn't mind. It's the fact that in... And obviously, we we didn't really know this back then, but in hindsight, wasn't that a mistake? They've both moved on. One's been arrested. (laughs) One's been moved to the Tigers. So um, in hindsight, yes, I think that was a very poor decision. But at the time, I didn't have a problem with it because we're trying to set up because the only reason that started happening was because our season was over. So we thought, we might as well try new things. Yeah. Right? If our season was still in the balance and we were doing shit like that, then I'd be like, this is the worst coach team in history. But it wasn't. Our season was done. We, we had no chance of even getting close to the top eight. So it's like, yeah, I don't mind us experimenting. Whether we could have won a few more games had we not have done that, probably. But the fact that we still weren't making the eight anyway, I yeah. didn't like. For me, if you don't make the eight, ninth and seventeenth is the exact same thing to me. If you don't make the eight, you don't make the eight. I think it depends on context. Like it depends on how well your club progress. Like if you get some young talent that's just come through. Like for example, the Tigers. When Luai's there, they've found Jareen Buller this year. And, you know, examples like, just like that, that I think, like, if you can find positives out of the year, then sure, it's a win, whether you come ninth or 17th. I think, I think you're right. It doesn't really matter which position you come, as long as there's positives to come out of the season and not a lot of negatives. And unfortunately for us, there was just a lot of negatives. And then the preseason has just gotten even more negative with, you know, Amon getting deregistered and with the amount of players that we've let go and um, like really there was only one that we let go that we shouldn't have and that was Jaden Sullivan but everyone else they weren't getting minutes anyway so I was like okay whatever do, do, yep. what, do you I guess but um, no that really annoyed me when you know you, you see these people like Ben Hunt who are on so much money and your clubs put you as captain to be the responsible one in the team, hold everyone down, do the right thing, be a captain. And then, like, I'm, I'm struggling to understand how the players, how the other players in the club must feel knowing that their own captain doesn't want to be at the club. Oh, yeah. Like, that must be... It's like, why, why be here? Just leave. And... Well, Hunt wants to go. Well, no, but, but, <laughs> yeah, but the, players, the players should say to the board or the coach or whoever's in charge, it's not good for a short or long term. Just get rid of him. 
it saves us a shit ton of money. He doesn't want to be here. You can see it in his performances. We're better off playing whoever we've got who actually wants to be at the club and play and get minutes and get better. Whereas Hunt's at the end of his career. If he doesn't want to play, play for us, let him go. Go to wherever he wants to go. Be a complete failure wherever he goes. Career over. Oh, I don't know if he'd be a failure, but I understand well, the point. But, you know, he wants to go to Brisbane. Who's he going to play over? Fucking Adam Reynolds. Walters. he play nine. But he doesn't want to play nine. His no. whole thing was he doesn't want to play nine. For Brisbane, and probably a premiership at that point, I think he would. Oh, he's just a greedy bastard. Anyway, um, but no, I... It's it's really not that hard of a conversation. He wants out, let him go, get the money from his contract, go sign someone else. It, it's really not yep. that complicated. All right. We're going to move on from this. Uh, we're going to get into some standout players. For this year, I know it was a tough season for the club, but there's a few players that I think still outperform their expectations at the very least. Uh, I want to know how many you've got, first of all. Well, I've got four. Uh, I haven't written them down, but I can... I can probably... That exceeded my expectations. Oh, Christ, there's not a lot. Um, I'll tell you mine, you can agree yeah, or disagree. Okay, yep. I have Jack DeBellin. I thought... From from his game last year, coming into this year, I didn't think he was going to be anywhere near as good as he was. I think he was a machine in defense. I think uh, playing 80 minutes in the middle most weeks is a very difficult thing to do. And uh, yeah, I, I think he's a lot better than what he was last year or the years before that. I think he was a standout player. I don't think he exceeded expectations for me. Okay. Because I know what he's like. Yep. I... I Prior to everything that happened with him before... Oh, yeah, he was like this. He, he but was I wasn't expecting him to come back and be like... I, I, I knew he had it in him. I didn't know how long it was going to take. And the fact that it took him as quick as he did, that, to me, is impressive. Um, but as an overall player, like that is just who he is. That is no, matter, you know, no matter how long he's out of the game for, he's able to... For, for me, the fact that he's able to come back and do what he did, very impressive. I get that. But that's just who he is as a player. He, he's been like that since the day he debuted. So, for me, he like if we're, if this segment is standout players, then yes, he is one. By a mile. Did he exceed my expectations? It was about par. Because I just know that that is who he is as a player. Okay. But so if we're talking season, standout... The season is... Sta- oh, the season. The segment is standout players. So, yes. He is one, yes. However, I feel like there's a lot of guys that aren't, like, standouts for the year, but, like, lower-grade guys that maybe burst onto the scene in first grade that weren't weren't your best players, but, like, I've still got them in this... Okay. League. Well, yep. in this segment. Maybe for other teams. I don't have many... Are we doing a most improved? Or... We will be doing that when we get to the season awards. Okay. Yep. All right. Next one, you might be a little bit surprised by this, but I thought he was going to be absolutely horrible, but I think he ended up... I think I know who you're going to say. I, I think he ended up doing pretty good. Who, who do you think? Well, no, just tell me who it is. Jacob yeah. Little. Yep. He, he was... I thought he was... I thought he was... His career was pretty pretty done. My my top three for this for 2023 would have been Zach Lomax, Jack DeBellin, 
Jacob Little. Jacob Little coming to the club. I remember you like preseason. I was telling you Dragons are like spoon level this year, and you're like, "Hell, with this level, we signed Jacob." You said we signed Jacob Little. I was like, "Are you serious?" I don't think Jacob Little is anything. Like he was getting well, outdone by Jake Simpkin at the Tigers. Well, I was about to say he was playing for the Tigers in a very, very poor squad. That's at the that's time. true. That's true. Um, who didn't have like who was his coach at the Tigers? Madge. Madge. Yeah. Christ Almighty. Um, good, nah, good, good coach. No, I'm not saying good he's coach, not, but like, but it, it, it didn't he, work he's, at the he's Tigers. An, he's another Anthony Griffin. Yeah, he's an old school coach that doesn't know. Jacob Little's like 24 or whatever he is. I mean, he did pretty well for New Zealand. Yes, but he knows. But then again, you could say the same thing about Paul McGregor, assistant coaching Parramatta. You could, you could, yeah, you could talk, yeah. buddy. You could talk Anthony Griffin about coaching Brisbane. Yeah. You could talk to yeah, him about... Yeah, fair call. It, fair it's, call. It's just, to it's, me, he, Madge was the same at the time. Jacob Little was, what, 20, maybe? 21? He's got older than that, isn't he? Well, this was a couple of years ago. This was four years ago. Wasn't this his first year for you? Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about when he started. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, when he came into the... Uh, he's only 27, I guess. So, yeah, 22 or something when he started off his career. And... Madge, for well, to be fair, I've seen that in quite a few players that he's coached. It, it, it's the same thing. Old school coach doesn't know how to get the best out of his young players. All the experienced ones, p- perfectly fine. Yeah. Because they've gone through that era of old school transitioning into new school. Yeah. Right. Whereas the new guys coming in straight into the new style of game, they're trying to they're trying to get taught old old school shit. They don't know what's going on because yep. it's not something that they've been brought up with. Um, but yeah, Jacob Little for me was, well, I, I made a thing up saying I tagged him in quite a few things when we were winning saying, um, at Jacob Little is my bum fiddle. Okay. <laughs> okay, mate. <laughs> Bro, cause, uh, and he replied to it saying this, I've never heard of this before and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so every week when we won, I just like, I was just like, yep. And he's like, keep on going, mate. I love this. This is boosting my ego massively. Um, <laughs> but I wild. Well, he he was he was a very risky call because oh, we yeah. well we nearly didn't sign him because of his his multiple knee injuries. He was nearly unfit to for for us to sign him. This is a little bit of a dumb question because my memory's fading. Mm. Who was your nine? McInnes. McInnes. That's all. Just imagine if we kept him. Eh? Oh yeah. Offloaded him to our arch rival club. You've got. I cried that day. I'm not even kidding. He was my favourite. I can't player. believe he did that. Oh, as if you wouldn't for the money. He was getting paid nearly double. Yeah. Okay. But he wasn't he captain. Yeah. Christ. Well, captain go. Yeah. But surely other captain teams goes to arch. Cameron captain McInnes. goes to. Well, you'd think, but captain goes to arch rival club. <laughs> oh, far out. <yeah. laughs> Next, captain doesn't want to be there. But to be fair, <laughs> he tore his ACL in his final season at the Dragons. I did too. Yeah, yeah, I remember. So we just let him go because it's like, well, you're not playing. Yep. Whoever you go, whoever you go to next season doesn't bother us because you're not playing this season. So yeah, you know. But yes, I was um, I was very upset about that. All right. Are you, are you done on Jacob Little? Or you got yeah. More? All right. My next one, Zach Lomax. Yes. I thought he was very, very disappointing last year. <laughs> Oh, sorry, 2022. 2022. 
got to get used to saying last yeah because we're yeah. in 2024 yeah now. great um <laughs> but yeah i thought zach climax had a much improved season there were points especially in the midway part of the year oh. where i was seriously considering bringing him back into my top 10 centers well it was it was as soon as griffin left yeah at one point in his career i had him in the top five well, he was because well, he was. He was that good. Yeah, he still is. I still believe uh, that player's in there. Yeah, one hundred percent. But um, yeah, you switch from the left to the right for some I, time. I don't and mind it. Yeah, I, I didn't. He's he's playing on the back on the right. Yeah, with Ravalo. Yeah. Yeah. So no. Yeah. Yeah, he's back yeah. on the right. Yeah. So, mate, I thought I thought. What he, about their he combination? Laid, laid the foundation to. You know go on and be the player that he's supposed to be. He's still, how old is he now? 23? 24? 23. He's not old, so he's still no, got, he's, he's, he's got, not in his prime yet. He's, he's still got, got time to get back. He's still got time to get back to where he needs to be. But he, for me, right, and I've, through people, I know him reasonably personally, and the amount of the amount of frustration he had towards the club and everything when he got dropped by Griffin. Mate, it made no sense. Like, as if you're going to drop your second best player in the whole team and he, because he can't, because he, he was missing goal kicks. Are you serious? I understand, right? I understand changes had to be made, but Lomax, Lomax <laughs> wasn't in bad form no. at all. He was one of the best. At the time. He was probably, what, top two or three? At that time? Who did and you put in? Tau Tau. Was it Moga? Or was it Max? Fino? Both for a bit. Yeah. Oh. Well, to be fair, Moga didn't actually do that bad for us. Oh, yeah. I, I think Tau Tau's best uh, games were when he was on the wing, though. Oh, yeah. For yeah. Not, yeah. not in the centres for Lomax. No. But, Christ, no. Yeah. But, no, I'm telling you, I, when I saw that Lomax was getting um, dropped, I thought, that must be one of the worst decisions I've ever seen. Apparently he spat the dummy. Oh, he did. Like he bad. had a full-on yeah. go. And I, I remember talking to him about it. He was furious. And so he should be. It, it, it's like, you know, it's like Nathan Cleary for Penrith, right? Just imagine his dad had a spat with him. Yeah. Like, at home. Mm-hmm. And then he gets dropped for three weeks. It's basically what happened. They had a, they had a go off-field. They had an argument with each other off-field. He's now been dropped. Two coaches, uh, McGregor, uh, sorry, McGregor, Griffin and Griffin Lomax. and Lomax. They had a Do you know, what was it? Field. What was it about? I don't know. Okay. I don't want to know. It, if I was to guess, it'd be something about his goal kicking. Maybe it was. It was. I'm assuming it was about the game, but it was not at training. It was in a private. Okay. Arena. He brought up arena. Well, he, he, he <laughs> They're boxing. Up, he brought up stuff that needed to be improved on. I'm assuming that Lomax didn't appreciate it where they were. Why can't you just bring it up at training and not wherever they were at the time? I think it was yep. at a pub or something. Like, oh, okay. Like, That's it, a bit it, different, yeah. Yeah. And so he had a full go at him, walked out, and the rest is history. He got, he got dropped yeah, for three right. weeks. Anthony Griffin got the sack. He's now back in the team and arguably the best player in the team. So to be fair... Did it help him? Massively. Because you see his goal-kicking performances prior and after him getting dropped, two different people. Yep. He was he was like a 
for the season after he got dropped, it was like, I think it was like 86 something percent, which is insanely high for a goal kicker. Whereas beforehand, he was like 30 something percent. So something must have clicked in his head. And for that, Anthony Griffin was relatively, um, not that he meant to do it, but that was probably one of the better things he'd done for Lomax was to drop him and be, you know, get your act together. Yep. And like his first New South Wales Cup game after getting dropped, he scored three tries and had nine conversions. If that's not saying something about how he wanted to come back that badly. Mm -hmm. And then within uh, the week after or two weeks after or whatever it was, Griffin gets the sack. Ryan Carr comes in as head coach, puts him straight back in and has one of the best games of his career. And you know what? The weirdest thing about it as well to me was it wasn't even go down a cup, work on your game. It was just you getting the two weeks off. He wasn't playing cup or anything like that. He played the first week and then had two weeks off. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so it, take but, time off. It wasn't but go down o- to reserve grade, work on your game. But the only reason he did that, and because... Uh, What's his face? Griffin said, your game's fine. Learn how to kick. That's what that's what he said, right? So Lomax, for however long it was, two or three weeks, he played the first cup game, got nine conversions, three trials. Why don't you just change your kicker? Well, we did, and it failed miserably. Who did you go? Fucking Jack Bird. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I do He had one from in front now. and missed it like 30 metres to the left. Yeah, like, I, how do you do that? I remember that, yeah. Maybe just and then we tried, a and goal then we, kicker. And then we tried Sloan. That didn't work. And then Lomax came back and had arguably the best kicking season for the Dragons since bloody Gareth Widdop seven years ago. Oh, yeah. God, wasn't he a good player? I'm, I, I regret leaving, kicking him out of the club as well. Anyway, yep. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm, and Ravalara as well for me, the standout oh, mate, player. That was my last one yeah. as well. He Mick was a. incredible. Mate. This is gonna be a big call, and Tom's Tom's been saying it for a year, so it kills me to to um have to admit this. He's better than Sebo. Oh, by a mile! Are he's you kidding? So much. <laughs> he's. I have been cool. saying this since Sevo came into the NRL. Oh, there is oh, no okay. comparison. No, 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 no. That first year when that, he got thirty something yeah, tries. Yeah, yeah. That fair year, Sevo. But since then, since then, no. they have done nothing for Ravalawa him. Ravalawa is just impossible to stop. When we versed. Especially um, close to the line, like oh, he's impo- just not, well, you're not handling him. Have you seen how big he? Have you have you seen him in person, like up close? No. He, I have never seen. I know Fijians are big boys, right? I've never seen someone that small, compact, and just. He's literally like a five foot eight Hulk. Yeah. Like, it's just, I'm like, how, like, literally, how are you supposed to tackle that? It's impossible. Yeah. Especially from five meters out when he's running 150 mile an hour at you. Yeah. Um, but when we versed, it was towards the end of the season last year. I can't remember what round it was, but we versed Parramatta at um, Combank. He scored four tries. That was when they didn't have, was it Dan Russell? Not Dan Russell. Who's uh, Sean Russell? Or it was some debutante or something on the on Paramata. his wing. Yeah, it was Sean Russell. It was a dark it bloke. It, 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 Loomy, Loomy. No, he was on debut. He was a young bloke, like How eighteen. Long ago? Um, it was like it was like round twenty five or something. It was close to the end. Of the oh, season. is it the guy that's done his ACL? Arthur Miller Stefan. That one. Yeah. Yeah. He was on Ravalara all game. 
I swear to God, I've never seen someone get bullied so much oh. in a game. Poor guy. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, like, to be fair, as a debutant, going up against him, I'm like, okay, I'm scared. The fact that he I'd got almost rather go up against did, an elite, like, like not bulldozing. I, I just like player. to go up against a car, to be honest, rather than. Rather I, I'm than right. Like, I'm not saying he's better than Josh Adokar, but. Oh, well. He's, uh, he's a lot harder to tackle than him. Yeah, like, but uh, as a de- debutant, I'd rather come up against Adokar than Rava. Well, it, it's it's a lot harder to... Especially you're 19, you're not physically developed Yeah, much. and this guy's 25, built like an absolute... like He's literally built like a brick wall. <laughs> Just <laughs> runs straight through you. I'm like, yeah. And I've never seen someone get bullied that much in a game by one player. <laughs> and I... I went to that game and I said to one of my mates who was watching it, who was an Eels fan, yep. I was like, I pray to God that we keep him until the end of his career. Cause just he's imagine, so good. Like, so but good. He's, he's surprisingly quick for a big boy. Oh, like, I don't know if he's the quickest. No, he's, no, he's pretty quick. That's what he's, I'm saying. Yeah. For, for how big he is, yeah. he's very quick. Yep. He's not Saab or Adokar level, of course. If Saab or Adokar was built like him, they wouldn't be at that level yeah, either. Yeah, you're right. But for someone who is built that big, he is surprisingly quick. Yep. Like, Zach Lomax has some struggle getting up to him sometimes. And yeah. and he's the fastest player in the team, other than Sloan. Yeah. So, All right. so Fair enough. You know, but yeah, I love Ravalawa. Just saying. So do I. But he's one of my favourite outside of Manly. He's one of my favourite he, players. He'd probably be top three for me. Lomax is number one. I'd have to say Ravalar was two. I've got to put Cherry Evans up there, you know. I think he... Oh! Bro, I just, oh, that's out of nowhere. I, I just like him as a person. Far out. I don't know a single manly fan, non-manly fan that likes DCE. Well, I, I like him as a person. Like, he he, he just seems like a genuine guy. Yeah. Um, whereas... Well, now he does. Maybe not earlier in his career. <laughs> well, but. yeah, but we all, we all grow up, I guess. But I've never, I've, I've never actually talked to Ravalawa before, but from what I've heard from um, Lomax and a couple of the others, he's the funniest, like, just most down-to-earth. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I think they all are. You know, when you come from the Pacific Islands, you're, you're normally all, especially in Fiji and wherever else down there, because they come from nothing, they're so just humble. Yeah. They, they just want to be yep. there. They just, they do what needs to be done to get the job done. They don't go out and do all this shit that you see the white fellas mm-hmm. doing nowadays. And I, I've heard guys like Regan Campbell-Gillard and stuff come out and say that Fiji camp, when they're in like an international like series or yeah, whatever, is like the best. Yeah. The well, best, it's best a culture shock. Ever. Yeah. Because it's like, compared to what you'd normally see in a normal preseason or whatever you're doing, where everyone who's running it's all white and they're all rich and, you know, all that sort of shit. You get a whole different perspective when you go to the slums of wherever you're going. Yep. And you're training with people that have nothing and they're playing on literally dirt or concrete or whatever they're playing on. Yep. And most of them are better than the people that are playing out here because (laughs) they, I think playing, you know, for someone who plays in Fiji where they're obviously not as financially wealthy as us and whatever. It, I think it would be easier for them to adapt to the NRL than for an NRL player to adapt to, to playing in Fiji. Yeah. Because it's 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 a lot easier playing on a perfectly flat tarmac than playing on dirt. Yes. 
So if they can play at that level on dirt, just imagine what they could be playing on on a proper field. You yeah. Know? And that's that's why I think, you know, the Pacific Islanders and your Fijians and all that sort of stuff are so good in the NRL because they come from nothing. They play on whatever they play on. They come to pristine fields yep. and then carve up. And yeah, I'm like, okay. yeah, of course they're going to do that. Yeah, cool. All right. Let's get into some disappointing players. Oh. Tyrell Sloan. Now, Sloan coming into the year, he's a bit, a bit of a raw talent, but, you know, I just don't think he hit his strides. I think he had a few decent games here and there, but I... Honestly, I don't think he's up to NRL standard this year. What do you think? No, he. Um, it, it was a tough one because, like, the back end of 2022, he showed some real good signs. And even, like, the the Indigenous All-Stars game, he played really well on the wing. Um, but, I don't know, it, it, he, the first two or three games, he just didn't really do anything. And then he, he, play, he had... It was against the Dolphins, I think it was, and yeah, he had a really good game. And then I was like, oh, maybe he's, you know, started to get his shit together. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, he's back to good old Tyrell Sloan, dropping the ball every which way but yeah, loose. And He just looks like a player who's playing low on confidence. Like, you can tell the potential's there. Potential is definitely there. Uh, but I don't know. He's just... Well, he just can't defend. He's he's he, well yeah defense is shocking but he's probably the worst attack, defensive. Oh yeah, definitely. He's probably the worst defensive fullback in the game. Yeah, yeah probably like, by a stretch as well. The one that the one that stands out to me is the Jay Cavarillo try, the second one. Oh yeah, I was there for that, yeah. and I was like, I I was with one of my mates from uni, and I was like, I have never seen someone just give up on a play more in my life than that. Yeah, uh, also yeah. Like in attack, he's got the potential. He's got he's got a good, decent running game. It seems like his decision making is is the issue. Like he throws a stupid pass or just unnecessary shit that doesn't yeah, need to happen. It, it seems like he's second guessing himself. And I, yeah, I just think he's low on confidence. And in fact, he came out and said he's low on confidence, and then he just got roasted by his grandma. Do you remember that? <laughs> grandma yeah. told him to stop being a silk. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair. Like she's not wrong. Like you're playing NRL. Yeah, you're at that level Get a man. Grip, I mean, he came on. He burst onto the scene as well. He had a very good first few games. Yeah, well, like, it was twenty one. Seven tries in seven games. Yeah, there you go. All right. To be fair, half of them was given to him, but still. Next player, <laughs> Matt Fino. Yeah, well, I I, um, I just don't think he's first grade level. The the only good again thing potentials there. The only the only good thing I saw from him last year was indig- Indigenous round at Cogra against the Roosters, and we won on the bell, and he caught that ball from the Tyrell sign kick. Yeah, but, but he like, did, he didn't do much. Most he, would have got that. Yeah, but I just oh, it, I, I don't I know wish, what it is about Fino. I just I wish I could play the videos I've recorded from Anzac Day. Yeah, right? I looked at his stats. Right, three runs, all game for a winger. For like twenty something meters, right? I lost my. I don't mind. know what it is about him. I was calling for Tia Moga to be on the wing for the whole time. Yeah, well, then again, you, you, you sort of. It's hard to put Ravalawa and Moga as your two wingers. To that's nah, not. Be, nah, well, it's not. Oh, do you remember? No. Do you remember that? Um, 
that it must have been an intercept or something. Telltale Murga, it was on our 10-meter line. He was trying to run for a try, and he he was gone, right? No one oh, anywhere right. near him. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, and then literally within well, 10 um, meters... Your whole team's pretty slow. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Compared to other teams? Well, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we've we've got what? Sloan and Lomax, who are yeah. our big two boys. Two big boys, and then the rest are just... Shit. This this may surprise you. I've only got one more like disappointment. Okay. Jaden Sewer. Well, he was injured. You can't you can't really do much when you're injured. Oh, mate. When he when he was playing, he wasn't too bad. It was just that he oh, got injured every he came second game. Playing for Queensland at South Sydney. Came over, looked decent. I just don't see anything I haven't seen anything special in him since then. Let me just let me have a look at something real quick, because I've got a feeling. I, I think you've done him pretty dirty, eh? Oh, all right. Because I... Because I, I, I... He barely played Jay, last. Jayden Sewell, like a top 10 second rower at but one point, and now he, I just don't even think about him. He barely played last year, though. Oh, come off it. 2023 stats. Come off it, mate. I'm having a look. Games. Don't worry. Let me look. Go on. I can't even see... I got it. I got yeah. He played thirteen games. Yeah, so he's he played half the season. Not even half the oh, season. You you can't you can't bully him that much. Right? <laughs> yeah, okay. If, it, All right, fair point. But he, um he played thirteen games straight and I didn't like it, that's all. <laughs> um is there anyone so I think for me the biggest one was Tyrell Sloan. I oh, think yeah. the the hype and and what everything what everyone was saying about him to then how he was performing just wasn't what what, what I was expecting, I don't think. And then yep. Matt Fino, you know I saw him at um Cogra Dragons Leagues Club after the game. Oh yeah. Right? Yep. I, I went back there with a few of the boys and he's come, we'd just pulled in and so had he. And he's gotten out of his car and whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is just after I've read the stats on what he'd done that game. He looks like he, ha- well, he hadn't because he didn't have to do anything. He didn't break a sweat. He was dressed up like he was going to some fucking formal occasion rubbish. And I'm like, mate, 20 minutes ago, you're on the field. <laughs> if like That's it, why. That's why he didn't break his sweat. Because <laughs> he had a formal event. He had a formal event after the game. <laughs> he didn't want to run. And that was the game we lost by... Was it Was it a field goal for Anzac Day? Or was it two? I think it was two. Actually, 27-26 no, no, sounds about right. It was, it was a field goal because... What's-his-face kicked it? Um, Luke Keary. Absolute, I remember... Yeah, absolute menace to society he is. But yeah, um, who else? I think Francis Molo would be up there. Molo boys. Yeah. I don't mind Michael. Fair enough. Francis, I don't. He just he he's too he he, do, he does stupid shit. So there was one game he was trying to, you know, bring some energy back in the team. But he's ended up clobbering some poor prick over the side of the face and got sent off. Not even a Simbin, sent off. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that, that's, that's a nice way to rile up the team, <laughs> isn't it? Absolute idiot. <laughs> um, but 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I think a lot of them were disappointing, but that's coming from a fan. Yeah. Right? From an outsider looking in, you're just looking at purely what you're seeing. Whereas I'm mine's a lot more emotional because I actually go for the team and if you're not doing well then the whole club just yeah. looks shit. But yeah. It those three well, for me, Sloan and Fine were the two big proper disappointments. Francis Marlowe would be a third. Uh, I'm just trying to think who else we actually had. Let's wrap it up there. Let's let's yeah, not let's okay. not let's not go down. Oh, I'm just gonna stop my sentence there. Let's not be down on on too many players. Uh we'll get into the season awards so we can get into the 2024 season preview. Right. I feel like that's gonna take just as long. <laughs> All right. MVP last year. I've gone Ben Hunt. I feel like he just. One year, a bunch of games. Uh, uh, definitely at the start of the season, just off his bit alone. I know you're thinking otherwise. I I think he, basic. What I would have said after the third Origin, it's like he didn't show up. Yeah, I, that's after a fair Origin call. three, but like I don't. He think didn't do anything. Much of your team showed up. To be fair, there are a few players that. Let's be real. Okay, you take one player out of your team. So, tell me who yours is first. It'd either be Ravalawa or Lomax. So, you think if you took Ravalawa or Lomax out of the team, like one of them, it would affect the team less in terms of wins than if Hunt was taken out? I think we would have we would have gotten a spoon if it wasn't for either Lomax or... So you're going rather low. wasn't in the team. You get the spoon. Yes. Wow. Well, how how many okay. tries did he score? He scored nearly thirty tries. Yeah, <sighs> not that many. It was like twenty six or something. It was. He wasn't far off it. Yeah, like 25, 24, something. So like that. if you think, bearing in mind, at least two of them were hat tricks. Yeah. We would have lost those two games, which means we would have gotten the spoon. Yeah, but how many? Like, I know so Ravalawa so scored some, like, monstering tries, but, but you there would have been games where wingers would have scored them as well. Other wingers. But I, I know I, he has scored some tries where he just where, powers over yeah. three or four guys. It's like where I, I, I think um I think the versatility Lomax showed last season was better than Hunt. He could play nearly every, anywhere on the park. Yeah. He could do his job. His goal kicking was through the roof after he got dropped. Yep. Um he was probably the most consistent over the whole season, whereas Ben Ben Hunt was probably better at the beginning and then dropped off massively towards the end. Um, like to the point where, and obviously the whole thing of him wanting to leave it shows in his performances. Yeah, he completely dropped off after Origin. Like he might as well not have shown up. He didn't do anything. He literally did not do anything. He kicked the ball, didn't do any passes. I was like, mate. We're paying you over a million dollars a year. Do something. And you're our captain. Yeah. <laughs> Do something. But I think if... Uh, another one, Blake Laurie. Just consistent workhorse for us. Just every game. Just did his job. Yep. You know, you can't really do much more than that. I need one. Who's your pick? I'm going to go... Consistency. So low, Max. Okay. Most improved player. I have gone Jacob Little 
for real. Oh, by We've already talked about. By my Girl, breakout year. For this year? Like 2023? Yeah. Now, I don't think anyone really had a breakout year. So, I've just gone someone who, like, put themselves for me in, like, the next few tiers of what I had them before the season. For that reason, I've gone rather long. Yeah. I thought you were going to. Um it's hard because it's not like yes it's it's his best year statistically but it's like it's not that much better than what he's done recently like yes he's scored more tries but he's probably done more of the heart like hardy sort of groundwork in yep. previous seasons because obviously you don't get accolades for like you don't get an award for running the most meters or whatever yep you just get awards for tries and shit so um, he, yeah, I, I can't really think of, yeah, I struggled to think of a breakout player for the Dragons. It was either that or Jacob Little again, yeah, because, you know, coming from the Tigers, plus all the injuries he had, didn't know how he was going to play, went straight into the starting nine spot and I destroyed it. I still mm. don't know if he, like, turned himself into, like, this... Crazy nine, He's Mr. Reliable. But he's a reliable nine now. That's the reason I didn't... And, and he plays minimum of 65 minutes a game. So it's like you really don't yeah. need... You know, like when we had Connor Mule-Lyson on at 14, he'd only have to play for 20 minutes. Yeah. And it, it's a reason... It, it's a good 14 to have when you when you don't need to pay him any money. Yeah. He's on minimum price and yep. he's doing the job. So. Um... Yeah, I'd have to say Ravalawa just because, you know, stats don't lie, I guess. But he, um, like, it's not too, f- like, that's the that's the Ravalawa I know is just absolutely destroying defenders left, right and centre. That's the one, that's the Ravalawa I grew up yep. for the past, what, six years watching. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the player I know. So the fact that he's gone from that, just running hard, whatever, to then turning into a try scoring machine. That's him for me. Alright. Most underrated I've also gone rather lower. I feel like he's not appreciated enough by fans that don't really watch the Dragons too much. I feel like he's not a name where you go far out, rather lower, what a beast. We do. Yeah. But like just in general, footy fans, don't think Ravalawa is this like um, crazy winger that I think he is. You're you're very correct. I I don't know what is it most underrated. Yes. Genuinely couldn't think of another underrated Dragons it, player. It. I don't know if he is properly rated or not. I'd have to say Jack DeBellin. He's been out of the game for four years. No, three. He's come back, and. What like what he does for our defense? Yep, we were missing that for four years, and just that, like if we had him for those four years, just imagine the accolades that Ooh, he yeah. himself could have because yep. he was already playing Origin. He was already playing for the country. Yep, like if he had those three years back, could have been captain and then went to the Sharks. <laughs> 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 You're not wrong. That yeah, but. I don't know if he's actually rated by people or not, but like, I think e- he is. but even like, even when you think, you know, top forwards in the game, he doesn't come up. 
He I doesn't don't think he's a top forward. Oh, he, he would have, well... Define top. Top 10, top 20, top 30. No, he'd be in the top 20, surely. <sighs> we're, we're talking front rowers lock. I'm not talking second rowers. Oh, yeah, top 20, then. Because he'd have... Top 20. He'd be... I'd accept top 20. He'd be top... Actual locks. I'd he'd say be top five. Disagree, but... Who's, yeah, who's top five? Going. Yo, Murray, Carrigan. Harris, but he's a bit past his heyday, but still... Jerbo. Okay. I I would personally put the Bellin over Torhu Harris. Did you say Carrigan? Yeah. Whatever Torhu is a big shit. I, I, I'm saying it because he's missed three years and he's doing what he's doing. Cotter? Oh, he's been... I wouldn't. To be oh, honest. yeah, okay. I yeah. think it's all close between those yeah. those guys. I, but I'd he's definitely him, top 20. Well, I'd he's put top him, 20. I'd put him more... To, I'd put Cotter towards a front row more than anything. He's been playing 10 all year. May plays lock now. Does he? Tia Malolo has dropped to the bench. <laughs> How much of a drop off has that been? He's been paying one point two million dollars for ten seasons. Mate, I think I th- honestly think just the workload, his front row has just got the best of him. Back end of his career. Because he's got to be only thirty or he can't be that old, surely. About thirty, I'd say. Yeah, so he's got another what, four or five years in him at least. Mate's been like the main the only forward on the Cowboys for how long? The workload. Oh, man. But the fact that he's dropped off so much so quickly is quite sad to see. I don't, I, I I don't actually think it's been that quickly. Yeah, he won a Dalian. What was that, 2015? Oh, he was better after that as well. It was basically, oh, yeah, it was when Todd Payton come, come in. But, That's uh, when I it really started I think he's been slowly fall. declining since like 2019, something like that. I just don't think people have realised it because... Cowboys are kind of being they, well. They're just a, they're just a, I was about to say they're a mid club. Yeah, you, like you, you just you don't think of them straight away when you think you yeah. know. It, it's not. Like, I'm not saying fucking dragons are any better, but especially for people in New South Wales, you you think of NRL teams. Cowboys would be one of the last ones yeah. you think of. All right, mate. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna wrap the season review up there. We're an hour six in. I think this almost ties the longest preview review episode <laughs> we still got the whole preview to go <laughs> i'm right. liking it though i'm liking it right. so let's go let's get this done let's start off with the gains and losses uh for gains we have harm sele kyle flanagan tom eisenhuth Corey allen and ronald volkman i don't mind it the issue i see here is you went for a lot more than that well, yeah, but not for this year. That's for yeah, next year. for next year. And I don't think any of them really considered it, if I'm being 100% honest. Your Manus, your Dears, I, Well, he yeah. hasn't signed anything yet. I've still got a little bit of faith. I wouldn't. I, 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 I wouldn't hold your breath, mate. <laughs> no. I think the first option is the Roosters. The second option is, is Japanese, Japanese rugby. rugby. <laughs> yeah. And there's probably some under the table things that are a third option. Well, I I never really thought we were going to get Adam Fanilla Blake. I, I, I didn't think Sharks were going to pull out of the bag like that, though. See, what do you um, think about this? Because a lot of people are saying it's not good for Flanagan to just come out and announce who's going for all the time. 
like telling his Any, players. Everyone does that. Like, not really. There's like, but he was just going through like every process possible and like just telling everyone what he's doing. He's like, we're confirming your interest in this player. Like every single person under the sun, he'd come out and say, this is how much we're offering them. We're offering him the captaincy. We're doing this. <laughs> and everyone else is just like, all right, t- tell us what you're offering and we'll just give him a slightly more. Thank you very much, Flano. Yeah. And, um, but he's done that his whole career. But basically, the, the thing is, some Dragons fans say it's bad because he's doing that. Whereas the opposite end of the spectrum is for like five years after he's signed Ben Hunt, the Dragons weren't in the news or in the race to sign anybody. Like, they were never after a star player at any point. Like, can you remember them being in a race for a star player until Fino came along after you signed Ben Hunt? What do you mean? Like, being in the race to, like, sign a star player. How long ever ago are we talking? Ever since you signed Ben Hunt until now. When finals come. I don't think you've ever been in the race to sign anybody. Because we haven't had the money because we've given it all to him. But like, <laughs> everyone's so been like, the Dragons are so dry, they can't even do anything. Yeah, because we've Whereas spent all now, of our money on fucking Ben Hunt. Money. Once you get rid of Ben Hunt, it's going to be another 1.2. But, but that's what I'm saying. Offload him now so we get the money fucking now. <laughs> oh, mate, I agree. Um, But... Yeah, I don't know. It, it it's it's difficult to watch as a fan because you're like, you know, in your heart of hearts that they're not going to sign for you, but you've got to keep some sort of hope that something happens. Yep. Um, Ben Hunt's basically, I, I'm, from what I can tell, 2025 he will not be there. No way. Even though he's contracted there, I don't see him staying. No way. I don't even think he'll see out the 24 season, to be no, honest. I think the Dragons will just get sick of all the hassle and just let him go. Um, because if I know anything about him, he will just keep on going until he gets his way. But anyway. Um, but, I yeah. it It's... There are... There are hopes that we can get some good people. I was really hoping to get Jack Wellesby at oh, St. St. Helens. St. Sorry, I decided not to talk in the mic. That would have been so good. Um, He's a beast. I know, I've watched up on him. But um, St. Helens basically said, fuck you to that. So um, that's not happening anymore. Um, you also got Joey Manu, who is probably a one and a half percent chance to do anything with us. Um, Adam Vanilla Blake's not there. Being a bit generous. <sighs> well, we're offering him a fuck ton of money, so... Um, plus the captaincy, plus a five-year deal. Plus the guaranteed fullback. Yeah. Can you imagine? Bye. Yeah. Imagine their Sloan signals. Excuse me? What are you doing to him? <laughs> he'll just go to the wing. That's where he started his career. He'll finish it. Oh, God. Um... And just imagine that, the worst defensive player in the NRL slotting on the wing. <laughs> Even though our defence is already bad on the wings, just imagine putting putting him back there. Uh, anyway, um, I I was really hoping that we were going to sign... Um, oh, cry. Uh, Isaiah Tass. 
Oh yeah, would've he would have been a good bigger. signing. He's not playing at South. Uh, He's that's just what I'm not saying. going to be this year. So well, and he'd be worth nothing. Oh yeah. So it's like, like realistically, if I was building a team, I'd be putting Lomax at fullback. Either put what's his face Sloan Sloan on the wing, or drop him and put. Well, we're going to get to that when we do our well, best 17. Well, yeah. Oh, but well, we're not, because Tass hasn't signed yeah, with you, so. But, anyway. You're going to be surprised what I've done with your centers. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you, let's... You, you, you've, let me guess, you put... Um, <sighs> you guessed Moses Suli at second row before, so let's... No, you're, you're go- I can guarantee did you that say you're going to put... Did you say mine? No, okay. that you're going to put Blake Laurie and Jack DeBellon in the centers. Oh, <laughs> Mate, <laughs> just you wait. I've cooked. All right, losses. The r- only we've, one we've that I believe got... really matters is Jaden Sullivan. Well, and Telltale, man. Oh, well, okay. He, yeah. Well, we can count him now, can't we? But he wasn't on the website. Um, we've got Zane Musgrove. He was a he was a nice for us. Billy Burns. Fumayono. Oh, he was good. Jaden Hunt. Nick Louis Tosso. And Telltale Motor. Yeah, there was only, there was only right, two of them. too bad, mate. Just freeing up a little bit of salary cap, even though it's not a lot, and it's better than nothing. Yeah. All right. What What are your season expectations for you guys this year? I already told you mine earlier before the podcast. I think you're going to be flooding it out for the spoon again. What do you think? I'll give you two answers. I'll give you my legitimate thinking, and I'll give you my hope. Okay, here we go. Yep. Go. My hope is that we fight for top eight. My legitimate is between eleventh and fourteenth. Okay. That's where I think we'll sit. Twenty twenty five. We'll talk about that when it gets to it. I think we'll be a lot better then because we'll have. We'll have, one season of, Shane Fagan already through under our belts. Yep. We're gonna have. I hope you can sign some players, Well, mate. we've got a crap ton of resources, um, e.g. Ben Hunt's money, <laughs> to um, to figure out how... Oh, Dearden not signing with us. Literally, I wanted to rip my heart out and just throw it in the bin. I was spewing. When it I, came out on the same day that someone yeah, else already... Adam Fanua yeah. Blake. <laughs> Adam oh. Fanua Blake, Dearden, and then that night... Wellsby. It, Wellsby, and then the following morning... It was um, Joey Manu wanting to go to the Japanese oh. rugby thing. I'm like, oh, Christ. Everything is just falling under Very us. Um, but yeah. Flato's re- just ringing everyone. They're all like, Flato. <laughs> but yeah, realistic. Stop calling me. <laughs> realistic expectation is uh, I'd like to see them sort of between the 11th and 14th sort of thing. Uh, if they get bottom three, then. Nothing's changed. I think you'd be bottom three, but only because, only because I think you're in a little bit of a rebuilding mode. Well, we are, but but I think you'd be in the bottom. I, I, I there's some squads that genuinely look nice, and even the Tigers. They, on I, paper, you you the Tigers are on similar. But on, on paper, they've got an all right team. They just can't perform. Yeah, we don't have an all right team on paper, but we. Uh, we we're playing according to our team. Our team oh team. yeah, I think so. So it's like they're underperforming compared to us because yeah. not only are they finishing lower, but they've got but a lot of bigger this names. This season, I think that 
on paper, you've got the worst squad. I can't think of another team on paper that has a worst I squad. I haven't looked at any of them. So G- give I'll me teams, I'll tell you why I think they're better. Just real quick. I'll just give you players. Well, there's no there's no need to say the dogs because they've signed everyone. Um, well, they've got some nice pickups. Tracy will do well. Critter will help them out. Bronson Sherry will help them oh, out. Have you seen the size of him now? Yeah. Holy shit. Um, I'm scared, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I've got him in my fantasy team. He was the first player. Sherry? Yeah. Apparently he's faster than what he was as well. Straight in. I was like, this guy's got to carve up. Oh. Yeah. He's dirt cheap on those games as well. Yeah, uh, he's 300k, I think. <laughs> um, oh, fuck, what were we talking about? <laughs> The losses of the team. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, expectations this year. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd like to say, I'm going to be optimistic. Uh, like I said, my dream is that we're fighting for the eight. It won't happen. So, realistically, 11th to 14th would be my rough estimate. Um, probably leaning towards more the 14th bracket, sort of. I, if I was to pick an actual position, it would be 13th or 14th for me. I think we'll be just a little bit better than last year because we won't have as many off-field problems this year, hopefully. Yep. We won't have the disruption of a, c- a coach getting sacked. We won't have people getting charged with hunting some prick with a knife and a hammer and stalking someone and, you know, all that. Hopefully not. Well, you'd like to think so. Um, so all that should clear up. And, and realistically... Oh, don't get me started on that. Um, that was our downfall. Ever since that... We, it's just, anyway, um, yeah, I think realistically, if we can, like, like I said before, position to me doesn't really matter if I can see some level of improvement. If I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If we end up second last again, or, but you see improvement, cool. Then I'm fine with that. And then 2025, we're like, I think that's how it'll go. I think, I think we will be better than last year though. Okay. I don't. I, I'm not saying by a lot. I'm not saying we'll be fucking premiers, but I think because what we came 16th last year, if we got four, 13th or 14th, I'd be happy with that. Okay. Because realistically, last season, I think that was only a matter of one or two games. I do Bearing also mind, think we lost six by less. Maybe than four you might points. improve by a little bit, but I do think a lot of other teams around you have improved significantly as well. So maybe you can improve, but you might go down a lighter spot. Just a just a little quick prediction for the first probably two or three rounds of the season. We'll be top four. We always do. Who are you playing? Titans. Yeah, okay. Can't remember. Like, they're, they're pretty much bottom eight teams from last year. Okay, fair enough. But it's always the case. Every single year since, I think, 2019, we've started the season... I think the first three games in the top four and then we just die after that. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because um, well, our biggest problem, our biggest problem used to be we'd start, it, we're like the Raiders of old are like us, right? We start the game really well and then as soon as five, ten minutes into half to, um, after half-time, we just die off and then they score six tries and they win. Right? Yeah. Raiders used to do that all the time. Remember, remember they used to be called like the first half merchants because they'd score 30 points in the first half and then they'd basically not show up in the second. Yeah. It's basically what we've, we've done for the past five years. Mm-hmm. 
So, and that uh, that just comes down to fitness, really. Yeah. Just, like, that's why apparently this preseason has, especially for the forwards, has been a lot of just conditioning. Very, very few. Because as a forward, especially as just like a normal front rower, catch the ball, run forward. Yeah, that's it. Right? So, it's like, uh, people like Blake Laurie and stuff, apparently in the preseason, have just been doing conditioning. Oh, good. Which is good in a way for him. Well, for him especially. But then, but then also, you can't be doing him too hard because he's going to lose some of his size. He's going to lose weight and <laughs> going to turn into just a regular-sized guy. Oh, regular-sized guy. Um, instead of, you know... The big prick that we know him as. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's get into you, the best 17. Okay. That you've put together. I have two. So, we're going to go through the best 17. And then, we're going to run through who you think you can sign for 25. That could make that better. And, from there, we can uh, do the award predictions. And then, we'll make our way. To the end of the podcast. All right. So Best I, 17. I have two. Which one do you want? I have one with... <laughs> I have lo, I have one with Lomax starting at oh, fullback. No, I want the one that you that you think would be best. If we're doing what would be best... What this, you think would be best. Then this one. Okay. okay. Zach Lomax fullback. I have... I, I tend to agree. I've got Zach Lomax at fullback. Don't think Sloan is first grade quality, at least at this stage. Go back to Cup, work in your game for a little bit. If he does well on the Lomax experiment, doesn't work, then sure, come back. But now well, I've got Zachy Lomax at fullback. I'm not sure how Zach Lomax is going to go at fullback, but I think he could do all right. He played against the Raiders in Wollongong for fullback when I think it was... Yeah, and he was great. Uh, Paul Turner yeah, I was remember. playing and he got injured. Yeah, I remember. I have never seen someone return the ball from a punt with such vigour and aggression in my life. He... Well, he wanted to prove himself. He was running, I swear to fuck, at full speed and just did not give a shit who was in his way and he was getting through. That's what Sloan needs to do. He doesn't need to stop whinging about being sore or whatever because you don't do anything anyway. Just run the ball. Yep. That's what you're good at. Run the fucking ball. If If you get tackled hard, so be it. You're in a contact sport for Christ's sakes. That's why people like Zach Lomax go above and beyond than people like Sloan. Yep. Because he, Lomax does not care about his body. Yep. He will do whatever it takes to get through. Yep. And for, he just needs to get that mindset, Sloan does, that if I get hurt, stiff shit. It's a fucking contact sport. Just keep on going. Yep. Um, anyway. Wingers. Wingers, I have Tamale and Ravalawa. I have got Tamale and Ravalawa too. Ravalawa's obviously got his spot. We talked about not liking, well, not not liking Fino, but not seeing him, seeing him as first grade quality. Yep. <laughs> and have you seen Tamale? Yes. You watched up on him. I've I've, I've gone to watch. Oh, yes. Beast. Mm. Absolute beast. All right, centers. Oh, mate. <laughs> okay, I'm... It's not too out of the question. But... I'm going... Moses Sully for me is in. Me too. 
I've put Jack Bird. Back oh, there. we've done the same thing. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, Sully he, and Jack. Eh? But he's he's said openly and publicly that he wants to go back to the centres because that's where he's played best under Flanagan. Well, he needs to not be as lazy as he was last year. Well, apparently he's really fit. He's lost a lot of weight. Oh, good. He needs it. So, <laughs> no, not like that. But like, it's not very nice, is it? No, he needs, he needs the fitness. <laughs> oh, that came out wrong. But <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, anyway. so Okay, so we've got the same back five. Yep. There we go. Six and seven. Uh, number six, I have Ronnie the Volkman. Yep. Um, same. I really like Volkman. I've seen a few games for him at the Warriors. I, I really like him. I've seen him play once. If if I had my way, um, I wouldn't play him straight away just because he has not even arrived in Wollongong yet. Yep. Um, uh, Dead honest though, plus, I really like Volkman. He's only played four games in the NRL. It's a lot of inexperience. Has he only played four? Well, okay. So this is what I was From saying. What I've seen of him, he's very good. This is what I was he's saying. I think so. Close enough. It's single oh, digits. Yeah, let me look. I'm pretty sure it's. it's yeah, no, 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 keep talking. Make your point. But um, realistically, what I would do is yeah, five. Wow. Yeah. I just because and he's so young, he's twenty or twenty-one or something, right? Bearing in mind he has played so little. He's just come to a new team. I would not start the year with him. Oh, I, I would, would put. I would. I like it. I think this is the, the this is the year that you need to do that kind of that kind but of stuff. I I would I would unless he joins tomorrow, which would be what the sixth of January, right? And starts. Oh, what a date. Huh? No, just keep going, mate. Um. And and starts preseason and does not finish until our first game, then I'll be like, yep, fair enough. But he's so young, he's got no combinations with anyone. Okay, it doesn't okay. come overnight. Let me just ask you this. Yes. Who's your fourteen? At the moment, with with Volkman in my team, I've got Kyle Flanagan in. Without Volkman. Oh, uh, Mule Lyson. How many games has he played? Oh, but he's only got to play 20. Like, I understand. I yeah. understand your point. He, but like, like, nah, mate, trust plus, me. Plus, have you seen what he's been doing for us coming off the bench? I'm going to be honest, I wasn't that impressed. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. I know that's harsh, but I'm going to be honest, I Bro, wasn't. he's literally Jacob Little, but... I wasn't that impressed. Six years younger. I wasn't that impressed. Okay. I like Hayley for now. He's coming through as well, but I haven't got him in my 14. He's a very good nine that you have that just whatever reason... He was telling everyone he was going to be Rookie of the Year last year. He didn't play a game. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so i got Volkman. I really like Volkman. Watch out for him this year. I would call Coach by straight away if he's not if he's not the six. But, like... I, I, don't, I don't think they'll start the season with him. Yeah, well, I, I can't say it. He's going to prove to you when, when he's in there why he should oh, be the no, six. I, I guarantee. No, I, I'm more than happy for him to play six. I just so, don't think we start the season with him. Yeah, all right. I, that's I, fair point. He could even that's play 14 enough. for us. I don't... Yeah, that's like, fair enough. I, I would actually rather, uh, for the first probably month, I would rather Cole Flanagan start six and Ralph be 14. Flano's been playing not, training at nine for the last 
But this whole preseason, he's been a six. He's been playing six? Yeah, okay. So that's why I'm saying... Because he was trying to make that utility kind of change. Well, that's what he'll be when Volkman starts. Because I've got... I'm Spoil it now. I've got Fino 14. Really? Yeah, because that's what he's trying to turn into. He's trying to turn into a utility. Yeah, well, not, well that's what I've got in the grand scheme of things. That's but, what I've got with Volky, Volky but, six and well, seven, obviously. Once Volkman gets the six, then yes, I don't think you can really put him anywhere else. But I don't think they start the season with him. Yeah, fair I, cool. I think, realistically, the first month, just to get into our rhythm, rhythm see what happens. If that's not successful, then you bring him in, see what happens from that. Yep. And work out from there where we go. Props. I have Blake Laurie. Yep. And I would love to see Harm Sele start. Yep. He will. I think he needs a bigger role. <laughs> he will. There's no way Fraser's Milo starts over him. <laughs> oh, I can't. Let, no, there's no way. Sure I'm sorry. Not. Um, Shane Flanagan's got a bigger head than that. There's no There's no way that Francis Milo starts over Harm Sele. Nine, bum fiddle. Yep. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> yep. Eleven and twelve. Here we go. This is a big one 11, for me. Yeah. Jaden Sewer. Yeah. 12. Toby Couchman. Oh, I was impressed with the Couchmans. Very, very impressed with them. So I'm going to keep him. Would I start him second row though? I don't have another choice. Unless... Well, I Unless do. you go Dan Russell. Tom Eisenhuth. I, I've I, never been a massive fan. No, I'm not going to lie. Me neither. But Whereas Couchman, I feel like ha- he's just come in. He ha- I feel like he's got that potential to go to a, so, a really solid me, solid player. So can play Both Couchmans can play a bit of middle as well, which I like. So let, me, let me just have a look here. So let's put Toby Couchman in. You're not going to like my bench. Toby, Jesus, it's so young galore. Toby Couchman there. Galore. Toby Couchman there, and then you put Ryan here. Okay. Oh, I can see where you're going. All right, yep. No, I've, I, I, I did Sewer and Eisenhuth, but I'd rather not play Eisenhuth. So if Toby Couchman can slot in there, then that's fine by me. Cool. 13, Jack DeBellum. Yep. 14, Kyle Flanagan. I said that. Yep. You're not going to like my bench because inexperience galore. But well, my whole theory this season is this is the time to do it. Because I don't think you're fighting for the eight. I genuinely don't. And I think now's the time to blood all these young guys. You've got such a talented junior system. You need to use it, I think. Okay, who have you got? 15, Ryan Couchman. Yeah, I had him 17. but 16, I don't know how much you've watched up on this guy, but I think he's very good. And there's a lot of good stuff coming out of the Dragons from him. i got Josh Cork. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't have him. He's, he's my 18th man. He's a beast. Well, you know he's our he's our strongest player in the club. He's stronger than Ravalawa. Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, seventeen. The amount of times I get compared to him, it's fucking crazy. I don't know why. I was wearing what was I wearing? I went to a Dragons game last year. I was wearing the like the media polo shirt. Yeah. I had the hat and the the pants on. There was probably fuck seven or eight little kids that came up to me saying, "Are you Josh Cork?" and I'm like, bro, bro like hasn't played a game. What is <laughs> no, this? But, like they're all, um, they're all like young junior, like tiny yeah, juniors okay. and stuff, and they go, to, they get free tickets to the yep. juniors game. So they look at this fucking huge freak, and he's like, 
Oh, are you, are you yeah, just okay. So I say, I don't know what to do because I don't want to crush the little dreams of fucking four-year-old kids. But I don't want to lie to them either. Yeah, so, I'm okay. like, so I take a photo with them. I don't say that I'm I'm them. I'm, I'm him. I just say, yeah, sure. I don't say yes. 17. Like, yeah, sure. Now, it is absolutely and utterly criminal that this guy didn't get a game last year. And I'm fearful. Oh, um, that, that manly letting yeah, go. That Billy Army. Billy Army for feeder. He's a monster. He's he's good in New South Wales Cup. And he didn't even play. Him. He'll probably stay there. That's all right. To be honest, he didn't have the greatest year in Cup. But like, no, he wasn't bad. But like, neither did Seawalt Long. He came into the Roosters and destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Like well, there are guys that just like perform similar in cup that they're doing so you don't you don't have ryan couchman in you've only got toby no i got toby starting and then my bench is ryan couchman Corrick, and Fafita. oh right okay well i have i don't have milo boys i don't have any of them so it's pretty hard for me not to go at least one of the milo boys just because they're on so much money it's a waste well to be fair Well, Michael has just extended for another three years. Oh, I'm never minding. Um, Francis is his last year this year. Okay. So, my bench is um, Flanagan, Couchman, Corrick, and Francis Muller. Not bad. I've got... Um, I've got... Corrick 18th man. Okay. Fair call. I don't mind your seventeen. I think it's pretty well, good. It's ba- it's exactly the same except for one player. <laughs> oh, pretty. Oh, yeah, because I forgot you changed it. So, signings, signings wise, how do you improve this team? Um. Well, realistically, we have to invest in a half now. Now that Ben Hunt is on the outer. Mate, there's like none around. I've got two halves here that I've found. That I thought maybe. Mm. But like, they're not world class or anything. Right. Chatty Townsend? No, too old. And Adam Dewey? Too injury prone. Well, who else are you going to take, mate? I wouldn't want either of them. Jonah Pezzett, maybe? No. Jonah Pezzett's a beast. Don't diss Jonah Pezzett. I love Jonah Pezzett. I'm not. Pl- I'm not. There's no other holes, man. I'm not. Those are your getting options. rid of Ben Hunt to play Jonah Pezzett. I'm sorry. I would. Really? You you really think? No, he's... but like based on the fact that you you got to get rid of Hunt. Who are you gonna Who are you gonna get? There's no one else. Well, there's no one. Who? Jonah Pezzett is the best half that's not playing footy right now. Who is? Jonah Pezzett. That's the answer. Who? Hello? Yeah, there you go. Lewis Dodd. Um, That's the other option. Let me have a look. It's probably the best halfback in the Super League. He he was someone I was looking at, to be fair. Um, but, uh, no, I think Jonah Pezzett would be a class pickup. I'm going to be 100% honest. Jonah Pezzett was exceptional when he played for Melbourne, while Munster had his... Uh, Compound fracture at the start of the year, and uh, Hughes was out for a little bit too. So, Pezzett was very good. So, the people we have available. You want Milford? 
So the pe- who the, else are you getting? The people we've the people we, that are available. These are at the, the the end of 2025, but could get out a year early, right? Which, knowing nowadays, it happens every end second of player. 2025. That's far out. So you've got. You've got Tanner Boyd, Cherry Evans. I wouldn't want him anyway. Well, what, you're going to play him one season? Yeah. Jackson Hastings, no. Ben Hunt, we're getting rid of him. Lachlan Ilias, no. Sean O'Sullivan, no. Jonah Pezzett, mate. Uh, w- oh. See, mate, even, Jonah, even Jonah Pezzett is the end of 2025. And look, Pezzett's not going to re-sign. Hughes and Munster are locked in until the end of, like, 27. <laughs> Yeah, like he's not, he's got no game time there. I would, I would go for Jonah. Brad Schneider, no. Aiden Caesar's too old. Ethan Strange, he's not a halfback, is he? He's a six, six slash center. Uh, Blake Taff, Braden Trindle, Sam Walker. I wouldn't want any of them except for maybe. E- See, I'm telling you, there's not a lot of options around. Well, okay, who's five eight? Cody Walker, no. Tristan Saylor, no. Tomorrow Martin. Volkman no. can play seven. To be fair. Isaiah Katoa. No. no. He's no. a beast. Like, these guys are beasts. They just don't fit your system. <sighs> Clinton Gutherson. That's why I've got, like, a lot of centers, a few, like, mid-props. Fuck, so. you know what? At the end of 2025, there are some big-name players in fullback that aren't re-signed. Who? So you've got Gutherson. No, you're not getting him. Will Kennedy. Potentially. He'd be a nice one. Potentially, because they've got K Dykes coming through. If he impresses. Charge little clocks. To, oh, this, is, this isn't for me. I'm just saying, just random, like off topic. CNK, probably not. Pappenhausen? Potentially, but I doubt it. Not for us. I'm just saying these are the people off contract. Oh, yeah. Um, Tedesco, Reese Walsh, Dallin. Dallin's not a fullback. Well, they've got him at fullback. But, <laughs> Corked. Um, anyway. Let's not get too sidetracked. Let's not get too sidetracked here, mate. So, realistic, we need... I'll tell you who I got. Yeah. All right? Okay. Potential Dragons. I got Nick Meany. No. Off contract at the end of this year. Bradman Best. (laughs) Bro, there's no way. You got the money. uh, There's... What? We're not spending 800k, what the Tigers were offering him. Isaiah Tass. On a centre. Isaiah Tass. Well, yeah, I, we should have bought him this season, but anyway. Paul Alamotti? No. Useless. Couldn't even get a starting spot at the Dogs. Bro was 19, and he wasn't even playing bad, and they just dropped him. It was crazy. Coming out of the Penrith system as well, that would be. Tyron Peachy? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> Bro, how old is he? He must be nearly 50. <laughs> Come on now. That's the uh, stupidest call I've ever well, seen. <laughs> Tor- Bro, did you see how he played last year when he came in? I don't care. He I do not so want him good. at my club. Oh my god, did you even watch... Anyway, go on. You even watched the peach last year, mate. Who else? Uh, so a few props. I've got Terrell May. Mate, Terrell May's class. Yeah, uh, i got Helen Maluki. Those are my... Those are my pre- god. Those are so my there's shouts. no, like, big name players whatsoever. <laughs> no. Um, okay. None that come in. No, like, if I was doing a wish list, sure, but realistic, no. Who... Out of this team... Who would I want to upgrade? I would want to upgrade... How do I play this? I want to get a second nine. Because I would want to put... I would... Oh, shit. Would I? Probably not. I was going to say I would put Flanagan and Volkman in the halves, but that's probably not a good call. Um, I do want 
an, another 14, though. Pull like a Jaden Braley back. He's injury prone, but you get him for cheap because of that reason. Yeah, but they got we, Phoenix Crossland now up there. We'd have we'd we'd pay too much for what he'd have to do. Like he'd, he'd he wouldn't start over Jacob Little. There's no way. There's he, he won't. He's too like you said. He's too injury prone. There's no there's no chance. Oh, he's mate. coming back. He's coming back from two ACLs three in, three in back to back to back years. Nah, nah, it's not. Oh, it's close enough. Well, uh, I'm, he was an Achilles, mate. Well, I I just <laughs> I, I I wouldn't do it anyway. Um. That's the thing. You got Jack DeBellin, who's a bit long in the tooth. Like he'll probably, well, he wants to get extended, but still. Oh shit. Um, but you know, you got to think. At the end of twenty twenty four. Well, we've got a lot of people off contract as well. That's a problem. Yeah. So, just focus on re-signing. Use the use the money Ben Hunt gives you. Look for a few decent role players. I think that's what you can do at the moment. I think the biggest thing for me is if we get our spine set, yep. no matter who it is, whether it's Lomax at fullback or whatever, if we get that set and we get it working, we can work around that. Yeah. But, but until we get that sorted, we're in shit. Yeah. So while, while ever Zach Lomax and um, Sloan are jumping and changing positions every second week or whatever, then it's not going to work. So for me, if I was Shane Flanagan, I would be saying to either Lomax or whoever he chooses, you're the fullback, whoever's six, you're the six, and that's it. Yep. Don't do not do what we've done in previous years for the past five years under McGregor and Griffin where every week it's everyone's playing a different position. We've got no fucking idea what we're doing. And it shows on the field. We've got no combinations. You run straight up the middle, you go to the fifth tackle, you kick it, and we've lost 30 yards. Yeah, okay. If if I was if I was him, I'd just be like, "This is what I'm doing. You're playing one. You're playing six. You're playing seven. You're playing nine, and then work out the rest of the team from that. Because the spine's the most important part. Yep, of course. So you get that sorted, and you get that sorted for the whole season, barring injuries, right? You get that sorted. You work around that. But until that, there's a whole raft of problems within that club. Yep. Let's. Let's move on to the predictions. Yep. We're going to do MVP, most improving breakout year. Okay. Let's run through them quickly, and then then we'll finish it up there. MVP, I think, will be Ben Honeycomb. <laughs> if, if Lomax plays fullback, it'll be Lomax. All right. Breakout year? Volkman. I'll I re- Volkman too. I, I, I reckon if he solidifies a six spot, who he can agree hundred percent. Tamale as well if he plays. He, from what I've seen, he reminds me of that game that we played against the Tigers at Magic Crown with Jaden Sullivan, just able to just do yeah. whatever the fuck he wants whenever he wants. It's it's like no one can touch him. Yeah. So if he can get that sorted, then yes. Uh, him, most improved, I've gone Zachy Lomax. As long as he gets a fullback role. I'm going to say... Uh, okay, so if... Well, not that I'm planning on it, but if I was to say Harmo Sello, would that be... No. No, would that be... 
um, most improved from his yeah. last season. Yeah. Well, I'd say him then because Perfect. he's been injury like the whole year. So if he can stay injury free, then that's already a major no, okay. improvement. From like he's from like from his actual playing days. Plays, yeah. If he gets a starting role, I think Hamasello. Cool. I don't mind that shout at all. All right, mate. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thanks, mate. Appreciate like it. Some pretty good content out there. Dragons is always going to be the longest one, regardless. Cause there's, there's so, so much, much stuff. to talk about. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. I reckon we got a few good ones out there. So hmm. thanks for coming on the podcast, mate. Hope, no worries, hope mate. You enjoy. No, it was good. Enjoyed it. And um, yeah. All all the best for the dragons, mate. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. All right, guys. As always. Stay blessed, and we will see you guys. I'm not sure if I'll be back with Tom yet. He hasn't told me when he's coming back, not going to lie. <laughs> but uh, hopefully for the uh, Sunday pod, because this is going to be coming out on Tuesday, hopefully for the next Sunday pod, um, we got Tommy there with us, and if we can get back to being strictly footy. But uh, as always, stay blessed. Have a good one.